This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, the White House has revealed plans for Joe Biden to visit Alabama this weekend. He will take part in the annual commemoration of Bloody Sunday as it's held in Selma. This year will be the 58th anniversary of the Civil Rights March over the Edmund Pettus Bridge from Selma to Montgomery. During that original event, the community leaders and civil rights activists were met with tear gas and police using billy clubs to beat the crowd. Within the same year following Bloody Sunday, the Voting Rights Act of 1965 was signed into law by President Lyndon B. Johnson. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is looking to reintroduce a bill that he is sponsoring that bans transgender athletes from competing against biological girls. Tuberville spoke with 1819's executive editor Jeff Poor on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile regarding the moves that are coming from within the U.S. Department of Education. Yeah, well, in May, their Department of Education is moving forward with this, and they're going to allow biological males to compete in, in women's sports. You know, it, it's expected that schools will have to enforce these new rules next year in 2023 and 2024. I uh, introduced a, a bill back last year, but when you start a new con- Congress, you have to do it again. It's called the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act. And basically, this, this ensures that Title IX provisions treat gender as recognized based solely on the person's reproductive biology and its genetics at birth. You can't change it because if you try to change it, then uh, you're still basically, uh, your anatomy is is a male. And you know, your bone structure, your muscle structure, I want to ban uh, federal funding for this. And that's what this bill does. You cannot, we cannot continue down this road of having about 60 different genders. I mean, uh, these clowns have taken this world over. The mayor of Mobile, Sandy Stimson, is looking to get backlogged court cases processed through the judicial system. Stimson is asking the city council to give $1.5 million from its general fund surplus to the Mobile County District Attorney's Office in order to create more positions that would help with the backlog of cases. The backlog of cases all occurred during the COVID-19 virus outbreak and subsequent lockdowns. The $1.5 million would span the course of three years so that DA Keith Blackwood could hire seven additional prosecutors, an investigator, and support staff. Some of the Mobile Council members are expressing reluctance right now to use the taxpayer funds where the state should step in, especially in light of the fact that the state is also experiencing a budget surplus. When it comes to taxpayer money, the Alabama Department of Revenue is joining the IRS in extending a deadline on taxes for those who were affected by the recent tornadoes in Alabama. The deadline extension has now been set for October 16th of 2023, which is the same deadline created by the IRS. It only applies to those living within counties that have been federally declared a disaster area as a result of the severe weather. Here is the final part of a conversation that the Daily Detail had with Birmingham Pastor Matt Mason regarding the revival on the campus of Asbury University in Kentucky. Mason traveled there to observe and take part in the spiritual worship and renewal that was occurring among the students, staff, and others coming in from all over the country. Mason took part in chapel services, and he said it was not just an extended time of singing, but a return to hearing and agreeing with God's word, a call to repentance from sin, and also moments of silence. And he said, um, I think it's important for for us to, to not kind of get 
lathered up into a, a kind of pep rally. That's not what we're wanting. We're wanting some a deep work of God by his spirit and through his word. And he said, sometimes um, that's achieved through just silent reflection. And so he said, I want to invite us. He said, the goal of this whole thing, this phrase stuck out to me. He said, the goal of this whole thing that we're praying for is radical humility. Mm-hmm. And he said, silence helps us get low before God. And so he said, we're just going to have a period of silence. And that period of silence was longer than I anticipated. It was probably several minutes long. Mason also attested to the fact that this movement among the college students was not for the sake of social media or any national spotlight. Another thing that struck me was uh, as I looked around the room, and there were a couple of moments that I captured on my phone, uh, and I, but I noticed the only other people who ever pulled a phone out, it was it was maybe three or four that I saw in the entire room of 1500 people. And they were all my age. They were all the, the age of, that could be the parents of the students. Okay. I, I kid you not. There was not a single in my eyes. And I looked, I turned all the way in a circle several times. I didn't see a single student with their phone out. Uh, they, they were not here to capture this for their Instagram feeds. They, they were here because God was, it, it seems to me, God was lighting them up. Uh, Pastor Matt, you've given me a lot of material here. I'm <laughs> going to have a lot of <laughs> editing to do. So uh, I, I'm sure we could talk more and more and more, but that'll yeah. only make my job harder. <laughs> I'm just so glad to hear your, your observations and uh, the authenticity that you found. That is encouraging because yeah. I believe it, I believe it's going to spread. And that's yeah, my prayer. Amen. Praise God. Let's do it. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, another train derailment has occurred this time in the state of Florida. The train was carrying 30,000 gallons of propane fuel when it went off the tracks near the Sarasota-Manatee County border. The Seminole Gulf Railway cars were derailed in a domino effect at an industrial area north of the Sarasota-Bradenton International Airport. Hazmat crews are on the scene. No injuries are being reported. As to the leaking propane, that's not being reported at this point either. Manatee County Commissioner Kevin Van Austinbridge says the derailment is pretty significant and will take multiple days to clear up. The train derailment comes just as health officials arrived in East Palestine, Ohio, to conduct health surveys among the residents there after a toxic train derailment happened a few weeks ago. Also happening on this day, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called on the president of Norfolk Southern Railways to come to Congress and explain about that major derailment, as well as the safety decisions that were not made by that company last year, despite a profit in earnings. Three billion of profits and worker layoffs all at the same time. More pointedly, why would Norfolk Southern launch a $10 billion, 10 billion dollar stock buyback last year when they could have and clearly should have used that money to upgrade safety equipment. So again, I'm calling on him to testify, Alan, Mr. Shaw, as soon as possible. This week, the U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments over the lawsuit out of Nebraska that challenges the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness program. Lawyers for the White House are using the HEROES Act to defend the program being created during the national COVID emergency. The HEROES Act was first enacted in 2003 to help service members get education cost relief 
while they're being deployed to Afghanistan and Iraq. The current plan forgives $10,000 in federal student loans to anyone making less than $125,000 a year. Nebraska and other states are arguing that this move will hurt the states financially, that the Biden administration exceeded their authority in implementing the plan, especially since they did not seek approval from Congress. Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs says that the House Oversight Committee will likely be looking into the decision by AT&T to dump Newsmax from its direct TV lineup. Biggs spoke to Newsmax on what he has heard from committee chairman James Comer of Kentucky. I believe they're probably going to happen within within three, four weeks time. And I think, you know, how I feel about this when you see private uh, actors acting like like DirecTV has, and they're doing it ostensibly, it seems to be anyway, at the behest of Democrats who want to silence conservative voices. That censorship is actually authoritarian in my mind, and that's tantamount to fascism. Uh, and, and we see that all throughout the Biden administration and its collusion with big business and big tech. Newsmax is ranked as fourth in the nation when it comes to cable news and was blocked by AT&T from its direct TV satellite stream for what officials called cost-cutting reasons. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 